What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 327. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside... He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. That third voice is none other than my Italian meatball, Brian Albano. 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 Captain Lou Albano. Captain Lou Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Goldfarb is not here. He's going to Dice. But on his way to Dice, he also announced he's quitting IGN. Next Podcast Beyond, episode 328, will be the final Andrew Goldfarb podcast. Correct. That's after two and a half years here. Well, the I mean, he might he might come back as a guest. I mean, you guys oh, yeah, I mean, he's not dead. He'll, he he's always alive. Back, yeah, yeah. Everybody always comes back to podcast beyond eventually. He, he will get away rise from. And we can't say where he's going yet, but it's different. It's but different. also similar. Oh, no, very I'm intrigued. Good. I hope you very are too. Good. So, anyways, check in uh, next week, of course, for Goldfarb's last show. Let's say he's just going to some uncharted territory. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not true. He's, not, he's, he's going, not going to Naughty Dog. I don't think dog. he's going. I don't think he's going to Naughty Dog. But I did hear he's going around the bend. No, <laughs> also not true. Or maybe it is. Who cares? Uh, the only person that could replace Andrew Goldfarb, of course, though. Is this bottle lubriner? I'm gonna oil up this whole show. I decided. I think my my skin was hurting when I came in, and I'm Isn't like, wait, it fantastic. This is like the one time where I don't have to touch a computer or anything. I could totally rub down myself with the skin. People at home, rub, they get rub the, myself down with they, the skin. They watch it. They watch it on the PlayStation 4 app. They get to see me lube up my down arms right now. But if they listen to the show, they get to hear it. Lubriner are you are you cool. generally a dry shh, man? Shh, shh. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm super. I'm super. That sounds bad. like wet. My quiet. skin hurts, and it's one of those things that I'll forget to. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we're the we're, this is the worst podcast. <laughs> this is the worst show we've ever done. <laughs> Give me some cream. It's, it's good though. Best. Oh, Lubriderm's so good. It's so good. And it, but it, the problem is if I put it on before I walk Portillo, then I'm touching leashes and doorknobs, so I can't do it like then. Right. And then I, on the the train, you got to hold the bar, and then you get here, you got to use your computer. You slip it all over the place. <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> Breaking my arm. Down the oh, it's the worst. You can't do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Podcast Beyond is the internet's number one PlayStation podcast somehow. <laughs> Let's begin it with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. You look mystified Does by it, Brian. Does it just dry eventually? Yeah. Okay, it's, it's just very... Just don't want to use too much. You don't want to use too much. It's, it's actually, by cream standards, by lotion standards, not very wet. Not wet? Really? Yeah. Oh, he's putting what? it on his mouth. <laughs> oh, you got to put it on the face. Like, when I shave, yeah. instead of putting, like, aftershave on it, I put lubricant on my face. Wow. Yeah. Christina always tries to yell at me and say that it's not meant for your face. I'm like, it's it's, that, it's Sh- all skin. Cheryl says that, too, and I'm like, you're just, you're just too caught up in the fucking hype with all these different lotions you and ointments. It. You oh, bought yeah. into big lotions agenda. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is lubricant is great for everything, head to toe. Everything. Even Number the, hmm? Say it. Even uncharted territories. Yes. Even the yes. bend. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that Goldfarb would have been a sucker if he didn't take that job. Uh huh. Uh huh. None of these things are true. Let's by just the way. say he's gonna work for DC Universe <laughs> Online. <laughs> Number one, Rockstar's parent company Take Two has revealed that Grand Theft Auto V has shipped a staggering 32.5 million copies of the game. Take Two also revealed that it has shipped 5 million copies of NBA 2K14 and 8.5 million copies of Borderlands 2. I don't like ship numbers, but uh, Most of those GTAs still on the shelves. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Only uh, a few million of those have sold. Yeah, they only sold a handful, a couple of those. Huge the rest sales. of them just kind of—they're still out there. You can get them just in, in the Walmart discount bins next to Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey <laughs> DVD <laughs> on, on VHS. <laughs> 
That's it. You have any yeah, that's huge. That I got nothing to say. Yeah, good for them. I think that's we, huge. we already that's knew. It, now, now the numbers are just it's just nonsense. Mm. You can say any giant number yeah. with a million or a billion. Sixty-eight point like, four sure. billion copies makes, <laughs> makes, makes sense. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you keep talking about it. I, I, it. I know it's a big game. You've talked about this before. I get it. Yep. Do you, now, do you think anybody's going to learn anything from this? Does anybody go, man? We shouldn't put out a game every year. We should put out a game every five years. Yeah, but I mean, the game was in development for four years or so. They sold. You know, much higher than Call of Duty sells, but Call of Duty games come out every year and they sell 15, 20 million. Mm. So they're probably still making more money. Yeah. But these games are about, you know, I think Call of Duty is of a high quality actually, but Grand Theft Auto, you know, one studio, you know, doing their thing or a, kind of a little conglomeration of little yeah, studios. Yeah, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so rare that it, you can, you're allowed to focus on that. You look at games that have like the cachet that could do it and you think, like, okay, Assassin's Creed, right? Can take sure. time off. But. Ubisoft depends on them so much for their bottom line that you can't take it. You can't yeah. take what you know. I mean, Watch Dogs isn't even out. We don't know when the driving game. You know, I mean, there's all these different things where you somebody needs to be making money for the company. And yeah. so if Assassin's Creed is that, that's great. Whereas Take Two can say we have other properties to take care of you while you guys go off and do that this. That makes sense. That makes sense. They can. It's similar to like I think uh, we always talk about it that it's an unaccepted universal truth that Rocksteady's working on another Batman game. We all think it's a next gen Batman. Then yep. we start arguing about yep. it. So. All of a sudden, WB knows how much money those games make, so now we're going to try to maybe not annualize, but every other year, you know what I mean, by putting out the WB Montreal team to work on Origins and do all these different things. You have someone who's still bringing in money year after year. Sure. Good deal. Got to get some money over here. Number two. The Last of Us's only story-based DLC, Left Behind, has officially gone gold. We'll have many more cool things coming up for Left Behind soon. So stay tuned. Tuned. Do you want to tease any of it? You want? You can give we dates. We can't. We really can't. Really? No. We can't give any dates. Mm, no. I can't talk about up at noon. That posts every Monday. Yeah, up at noon posts on Monday. So that's uh, the. I would left, say the FBI comes out on the 14th. Right. So this is the and Monday. And there'll be things in between now and then. All right. So I'd mm. say that you could see things bookending that. Probably the audio podcast too, because remember we asked for your questions. I heard that that game's going to some uncharted. <laughs> I heard it's up the bend. <laughs> Number three, PS4's newest firmware 1.60 should be live as you hear this. I haven't downloaded it yet. Not me neither. It will add 7.1 surround sound headset support for the console, which allows the use finally of Pulse headsets. Yeah. Some other little fixes are also included in the firmware, so just go download it so you don't have to do it later. Although on PS4, it's very easy to download your firmware. It's not this big fucking ordeal like right. it was on PS3. If you just leave it in suspend, it's doing it right now. It's already done for Right it. now. Zach writes in to mm. Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. It says, Beyond. 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 Hey, Greg, Colin, Anthony, and whoever else. What? Anthony? He's already forgotten Goldfarb's first name. It doesn't even matter to him. I'm not the biggest horror game fan, but I'm looking forward to playing Outlast. However, I do not own a gaming headset, and I feel like using one would be the perfect feeling immersed in this scary game. So do you think I should jump into Outlast or wait till I get a gaming headset? Of course, Outlast, PlayStation, I'm sure you're getting to it, PlayStation Plus, free game comes out today for us. Sure. Um, He's asking, now that headsets are supported, should he run out and buy a headset? Should he wait? What should he do? It depends on the headphones you have now. Actually, I use my iPhone 5 headphones plugged uh-huh. directly into my PS4 sometimes, yeah. and they sound great. I'm do sure a gaming out- head sound, a headset sounds better. Do you output then all the audio through the headset when you're yeah. doing that? Yeah, yeah, when I'm doing that, just because it, it'll be like, you know, my fiance's in, in the room reading sure. or something like that, and I'm like, I'm going to play a game and I'll just be in this little bubble right, right. here. But it's great. It, it's great that the PS4 lets you do that. Right. So, um, I mean, if you have that option, which you probably do if you have headphones, give it a shot. See if you like it. If you go, man, this could sound even better, then go spend 100 bucks on a nice headset. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me, it was, uh, I'd never used a surround sound headset until I reviewed Dead Space 2, mm-hmm. and I got a set of Astros, and then did the whole wireless setup. 
lineup to have them all yeah. ready. And it was mind-blowing how great that was to play a horror game like that. All the lights off, headphones on, totally, totally immersed. So I did love that. But now with Outlast, I don't know how I'm going to play it with having Colin bumming around the house doing an elliptical behind me the entire time. Or the fact that I now have a surround. Is this the thing? You have an elliptical now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I now have a surround sound head, sure uh, sp- speaker set up. You know, surround sound in the house. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm going to play it tonight. I'm thinking huh. about just playing it on in the other room on a little TV. You know, Is Outlast out today? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. free for PlayStation Plus Ooh. members, which I'm sure you all are. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah. speaking of Anthony's, another horror game is coming to PS4 this month, not called Outlast. Dying Light? Anthony Gallegos is working mm-hmm. on. Daylight. Daylight. Dying Light. What is that? Dying Light is the running one, the free running one from uh, Dead Island, guys. Oh, there's too many of these games. There yeah. are. They may have you, very you similar have a, You have a wireless PlayStation headset at work here, right? I do. Do you like it? I love it. Okay. I lo- uh, the Pulse headsets I love. We, I, I, have the, I, have at, I have the Gen 1 one here and then the Gen 2 one at home, which was just a little bit nicer. Uh, and I use that for... So now that they're supported, stuff. do you think I should pick one up? Yeah, I mean, I would. Awesome. I mean, the, the thing is, like, I guess, yeah, as long as... I, I like the fact that when I play PlayStation 4 games, especially multiplayer stuff, I can just put in the earbud and take it out whenever I want to. Yeah. So, like, I feel like my need for a Pulse headset has definitely dropped. Okay. But the idea, if you're playing with your fiancé in the room and you want, like, surround sound and have it be awesome. Yeah. I'm, totally... I'm like Colin. I hate online multiplayer where people yeah. yawning yeah, with yeah, a yeah. headset or anything. They're yeah, all just, dead to me. I sure. refuse to talk to you if I'm playing yeah. an online the, game. I mean, the and coolest... if you talk, I'll mute you. Yep. That's as we start the Pulse headset sponsor part of the episode here, <laughs> which it is not really. Brought but, to you by Pulse. Pulse headset. Get get the Pulse in your Listen harder. Uh, what I really, what I really like about the Pulse headset is that they're, yeah, it's a you know USB dongle, but then it's universal to anything else. So yeah. I, you plug it into your computer, you can plug it into whatever. Like when I go play, when I Skype with somebody for a podcast, when I want to you know listen to music off my PC, yep. when I want to you know have, I don't have an audio set up in my little gaming PC room, so I just plug that in. Awesome, you get everything. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. And they're cheap too. Compared, you, you got the hookup? No. Okay. Well, if, I, if a whole bunch of Pulse headsets roll in today. The new ones, then you can have my old ones. See, this is what I do, plant the flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Number four. Sony has declared that PS4 is outselling Xbox One in the UK by a ratio of 1.5 to 1. I declare. A good sign for the new console. Additionally, sales of PS Vita have increased in the UK following PS4's launch by 163%. Excellent news for the struggling handheld, although that's all relative. So, Sure. If it's selling 100 units... One week, then it's yeah. We had the same thing with the Wii U last year, where they're like, "It's up eight hundred thousand percent," and it's like, "Well, it was only selling eight before." (laughs) It's good though. It's good, and I mean, the Vita is an amazing system. People need to bring those worlds closer together, and I think it's on. It's sort of on Sony too to keep hitting that note over and over. Ding, ding, ding. I don't know what's the same note. But that uh, these it really dry, it means people want to make – people love running to the same note over and over again. <laughs> just hit a bell over and over. It's the um, beta bell. We got to get home. <laughs> uh, they just need to keep, uh, you know, it, it, telling people that these two things uh, converse very well with each other. So, And they need to make sure that they converse even better with each other. Like the more that I have a reason to bust out my Vita in front of my PS4, then – the, the better these things are, and I'm mm, happier. Mm, yes, right. Don't stop talking to each other, Vita and PS4. Never Good. stop talking. Don't stop. Number five. If you live in North America and have PlayStation Plus, these are the free games you can look forward to this month. Outlast on PS4. Metro Last Light on PS3. Payday 2 on PS3. Remember Me on PS3. Street Remember Fighter me. Cross Tekken on Vita. And Mod Nation Racers Road Trip. Greg's favorite game of there all time. There you go. Time really? On no. PS Vita. It was a, heartbra- like it was a heartbreaking game, right? one. Uh, Mod so- Nation Racers is one of the best kart racers of all time. On totally. PS3. Yeah, yeah. And the Vita version it. was totally handicapped. That's a shame. So Outlast and Metro go live today. Uh, this is Tuesday if you're listening to it the day Beyond comes out. Yep. The others will come Beyond. out uh, later. Uh, pretty good month. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty. Lots of discounts, too. See, I love PlayStation, PlayStation Plus because PlayStation Plus is exactly 
and this might hurt some people, but this is exactly what games like Remember Me are for for mm-hmm. me. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't rent it. I wouldn't buy it. I don't think I'd even get it for a discounted price. But I will pay PlayStation Plus every month to get a game like Remember Me. That's sort of like a it's your six point five. You know, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Like, uh, I'm not gonna run out for this thing, but right. hey, I'll download if it, it free. If it's already yeah, if it's already part of my collection, totally. now, I might as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah, for sure. I agree. Number six. Great. <laughs> Square Enix's mysterious upcoming thriller Murdered Soul Suspect is officially cross-generation. Not only is it coming to PS3, Xbox 360, and PC, but it is now also coming to both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's due for launch in June of 2014. That game looks cool. Yeah. I've only seen a little bit of it. Only that one gameplay demo of it. But you, I like the idea You solve of your own You're murder, You're a ghost right? walking around trying to solve your own murder. You but wouldn't you know too. who killed you if you were there when you were killed? No, not if you got not stabbed in the back. Yeah, it's something like that. I think you got shot in the back and then you become a spirit. It's not like it's instantaneous. <laughs> Sounds like a quantic hood. dream game. Colin, as yep. a living man, you probably forget where your keys are sometimes, right? I forgot what I did 10 minutes ago. See? We have these I moments. took a dump. I, don't, I, called, I didn't forget. I called lapses. <laughs> You could you could have lapsed through your own murder. Yeah, make a whole game. It's out a of bad it. time. It's a bad time. To have a lapse. <laughs> the worst time to have a lapse. <laughs> Number seven. Sony has revealed that PlayStation Plus subscriptions have tripled following the launch of PlayStation Four. Uh, an extraordinary number considering how popular the service was pre-launch. Much of this might have to do with the inclusion of a free subscription with PS Four. Uh, and the necessity of the service to use online functions, but still paints a good picture for the future. Oh, you think you th- so? What you're saying is the numbers up because they illegally inflated the number by giving out free. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume they are counting those. Okay, they're one. Yeah, what was it? You get a month. You get yeah. a month. Yeah, 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 so you get a month. But maybe maybe it's people that have a month and then stayed. But you're, they're billing you. I think. I think yeah. Once you take the free there's month, no right, way. you're locked there's in. No, yeah. These numbers are shady. Yeah, that's kind of that's like a it's a drug dealer handing out drugs. He's like, oh, crack is up this month. It's like, <laughs> you gave everyone crack. <laughs> It's not fair. Cracks through the roof. <laughs> buy, buy it on crack. <laughs> Number eight, Disney Infinity has been a huge success for the company, and it's now using the formula to develop Disney Infinity-like games for both Marvel and Star Wars. Disney Infinity sold three million copies over that, and a ton of extra toys making it a cash cow for Disney. No surprise but, there. What's up? That studio's having layoffs. Really? Yeah, which is Good. like... Really? Good, Maybe hold on for a month and then put out the Anakin toy that you can plug into a video game and then keep all those guys on staff because it's yeah, going to sell through the roof. That's shitty. Well, I don't apolo- manage money for a living. To, my but... apologies to those guys. I did never heard that. Yeah, uh, it was a weird. it's a weird sort of like, uh, hey, we got this awesome thing, so let's slide some shitty news right underneath it. Yeah, well, fucking uh, Zynga did the same thing where they like were like, you know, we're buying this company for $500 million and we laid off 300 people. It's like yeah. that's – I understand business is business, but kind of shitty. Nonetheless, Disney's going to keep milking the shit out of that Star right. Wars when $4 I... billion dollar purchase <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. Colin and Greg, yeah. when I hear stories like this, I go, thank God I'm not a dad right now. Because that oh my is God. Yeah, money yeah, yeah. in the trash. Yeah, Dude, you should see my friggin' little nephew obsessed with uh, Skylanders, man. Yeah. He's fucking obsessed with it. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even, if I had a kid, I couldn't even say no. Because, I mean, when I grew up, I was like, Ma, I need four turtles. And I need eight of the Foot Clan guys. So yeah. it's not like a... a you know, the, yeah, the, you'd buy the Rodney King trial. <laughs> <laughs> you need, I mean, you need a, whole, right. a full squad there. And then I'm like, I need the alligator that lives in the toilet. I need the giraffe that has a basketball net stuck on his head. And all the other garbage turtles that they put out more and more of. They do the same thing with Skylanders and Disney Infinity now. So I couldn't even say no. I'd have to be like, sure. Yeah, otherwise you'd be a hypocrite. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't want the. Yeah, I remember with, uh, yeah, like foot soldiers or like Cobra officers and G.I. Joe, whatever. You'd have yeah. like all of the G.I. Joes and then like. One of each kind of viper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and they show, hey, like, what's going on here? Yo, let's beat the crap out of them. Eight dudes jump in on. Please, one, no. One laser viper. And a I swear, I didn't steal anything from the corner store. Yes, you did. You're a cobra. 
Yeah, beat up by eight cops. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Wild, wild Bill going fucking buck wild on your ass. <laughs> Stalker sitting nearby. Five in the Thundercats woods. beating up one old man in a row. <laughs> I'm an old mummy man. <laughs> Shut up. Get out of my cat house. <laughs> Number nine. Beat Shaper is the studio behind the PS3 and Vita Star Drone games, which are good. As well as BreakQuest, Furmans, and Z-Run on Vita is bringing a PS4 exclusive racer called Ready to Run to the console in the second quarter of 2014. It's an RC racing game akin to MotorStorm. Ooh. RC. My hands feel really slimy right now. Yeah, good. It's a good thing, though. See, this is what I had to get over. I didn't. I don't like I, the reason my skin would hurt, and then I'd bitch about it, and Christine would make me put on lotion. I'd be like, I don't like it, but it feels better than hurting. Really? Yeah. It feels better than hurt. <laughs> Anything's better than pain. You know what? I'm going to loop back up. Thanks for listening. Don't, you don't need any more. I no, do. My knuckles hurt still. Number 10. Tropical 5 I'm is like, slated to come like to PlayStation Clayface. 4 later this year. Remember Clayface and I, Batman? I do. <laughs> and will mark the very first time Calypso's long-running series has appeared on a PlayStation console. Really? Yeah. That's that's uh, that's kind of cool. I know Anthony, Anthony that our reader brought up before that hasn't been on a podcast beyond in 18 months. Uh-huh. He, he really liked uh, Tropico. That's yeah, 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 El yeah, Presidente. I think he would like it too. Yeah, it goes cool. It looks, it looks really fun. It's, it's weird because it's one of those games. If you look at the title, you're like, this is not what this game is actually about. You would think it's about Tropical wonderful fruits. island and fruits and a bird. Maybe it's a match three game. Yeah, it's not. It's about a dictator, fucking shit up. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds perfect. You'll enjoy it. Sounds great. Good, great, grand. Number eleven. Last thing. Publisher Axis has officially revealed that Mind Zero, the Japanese RPG, is coming to PS Vita in the West. It's slated for release in the spring in both North America and Europe and will cost $39.99. Now, Mind Zero, which is called Mind Equals Zero in Japan, Mm -hmm. like that's how it's written, is apparently a blatant persona ripoff and uh, is apparently not very good. But we'll see see how it does. You had me for a second. Wow. Then you lost me. It was apparently pretty controversial, actually. That like really? how, yeah, like how a bunch of a ripoff it is. Is it is we'll it see, more we'll of like see, a, though, I don't know. is it more of a wild west over there? A little bit. I think just people, you know, they they like Persona's huge, so it's like, well, let's have a game about high school kids and yeah. an RPG, and you and you use your mind to, you know, well, use personas in Persona, but you know, this has this whole different kind of thing going on. Did you get into Persona? No, no, no. me neither. You missed out. But you these guys did. Out. Yeah, they love it. I haven't he hasn't even it. tasted it. He hasn't even tried gold. I right? haven't tasted it because I, I keep saying Persona's the game I'm waiting. I'm saving for when Vita finally dies and there's nothing left to play. Oh. Smart. No, it's Go not. out with a bang. You have nothing to say about one of the best Vita games of all time. Yeah, that's. I mean, this is your job. You get on this show with the PlayStation. You're thing. hollow out. You're hollowed out. All you know is fucking Dango, Dango Marapas. Dangongaronka or whatever that is. Dangongaronka. Donkey Kong Ronka. Dangongaronka. That comes out next week, and it's really, really Dang good. Dangongaronkers. <laughs> hey, if you like Phoenix Wright. I do. You like I'm, I'm probably going to play Dangongaronka. <laughs> you can't even say it. <laughs> I fuck around a lot. Doggone Rampoid. Brian. Hey. Dangongaronka mm-hmm. comes out next week, and it sounds like a dynamite can't title. Can't <laughs> uh, But if I wanted to know what came to stores this week, where would I go? You would uh, go to Amazon. No, we have to go to the. No, he's honest. <laughs> hey, it never fails me. The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Do, Ma- do, you maintain this? We do this every week. Yeah, we just go to the PlayStation. No, I, know. I just go to the PlayStation. <laughs> we get a bunch of information that's already out. You there. go to Amazon, you copy paste. Right, exactly. Got it. On PlayStation 3, Adam's, Ven- Adam's Venture Chronicles. It's an adventure game. Comes okay. out. Dust Force, which looks really good, yeah. comes out. I've played that. I really? liked it. Yeah. The Lego Movie, the game, comes out. What do we know about this that. one? Lego Movie? Yeah. No idea. Nothing. I don't know. Goddamn. I'm excited. For I know that it's a movie that was made to sell Legos. That's now selling games. So fucking to sell movies. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Good time to be Capitalism. a dad. Capitalism. <laughs> 
truck suck at dads and truck racer the game is called truck racer it's 40 bucks no oh, idea oh god i love it's like the nes all over again yeah. i love it um, PlayStation 4 Atlas comes out, and that is free if you're PlayStation Plus, and the Lego movie is for PS4 as well. On Vita, Dust Force comes out, and it is cross-buy between Dust, or, uh, PS3 and Vita. King Oddball comes out, which looks, from a screenshot like uh, that I saw, a little bit like Angry Birds, maybe. The Lego movie is also on Vita, and Surge Deluxe, which is a deluxe version of the game Surge. Oh, if the, if the name clever title. That to you. Yeah, yeah. On PS2 Classics, Trapped, spelled like the name of the band that sang Headstrong. In 2003. And on PS1, Gex Enter the Gecko. Oh! Remember that one? Yep. Good Man, old Gex is coming back. Gex. It's actually a good game. He's got a leather uh, jacket and his cool shades, ready to save the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the uh, the ads for it was always like him next to like some hot chick yep. and like a car. But it was like a car, a car, very clearly a cartoon. It was. Was it a real, a real hot chick? Yeah, a real hot chick and a real car, and like Gex is a cartoon, like next to her. Was it the scale? Was he like up to her? No, no, he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was like all tiny next to her. So you, you, it was an ad of a foot. Yeah, basically, yeah. Well, he was really tiny on it. I remember seeing it like uh, (laughs) a hot foot and a giant car. (laughs) EGM two or whatever they used to call that. Yeah. that's just going to go over garbage over there. You get it? No, you're just throwing it at the back wall. All right, that's where the trash goes in the new podcast room. I'll pick it up. I, I know you will. You're a good guy. You pick up what I'm putting down. Uh, Colin, mm. believe it or not, we got a toe. Toe, 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 toe. Topic of the week, ladies and gentlemen. It comes from Gabe. Gabe writes oh. in and says, Dear Podcast Beyond crew, Beyond. 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 I recently went back to listen to older Beyond podcasts. The TGS 2011 episode in particular. A question came up about if a game about 9-11 could be done. I personally think it can be, although it would not specifically be about the actual moment. It could focus around the 9-11 moment, perhaps you play as a firefighter who was there at Ground Zero, and how he and people around him deal with the aftermath, as well as story type of games similar to the Walking Dead games. Now that more story-driven games have come out, do you think a 9-11 game could be done and done well? You are both... Right in the thick of it. Yeah. I'm Greg Miller, middle of the country. You were both in New York. I was in New York City. I was on my roof on uh, 27th and 3rd Street in Manhattan, Uh and I watched the towers come down that day with tears in my eyes. It's weird for me to be like, I think this could work as a video game because I don't know – and it's not not even because like, oh, I think it's a sensitive thing, which of course I I do. But um, I I feel like making something that would be like a 10-hour game out of the event like I don't know where that happens. Like where does the gameplay happen? Like the firefighters really were there a little during where most of them died and after the fact, which was basically just a lot of like cleanup. And I don't know if like moving smoldering rocks to find bodies is is a is a fun game. Compelling game. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know if that you know, I like the idea. I've said this before, I think. I thought maybe I I don't remember if I said in that episode that I think you could do a nine eleven game. Um, and I agree, like, just because, you know, we are, you know, my dad's a New York City firefighter and, like, he was there and, like, you know, it's, you know, he's very lucky to be alive. Most of his firehouse is dead or was dead that day. And uh, we discussed this on, con- on Conversation with Colin, actually. It's come but, up a few times in different things. But, um, so, like, you know, it would be hypocritical of me to say, like, you know, I really believe that nothing's out of bounds with fiction. And that includes right. the things that affected me personally. Sure. So, yeah, 9-11 is fine for you to do whatever you want with. I think the cool approach, and I don't know how people would feel about this, is to say, like, what if you play as a CIA agent or someone who, like, in the days leading up to 9-11, you learn about it and try to stop it but can't? You know, like, some sort of, like, espionage game or some sort of, like, you know, uh, adventure style, like you said, Walking sure. Dead style, Quantic Dream style game, where it happens anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, 
That would be interesting. Yeah. But um, it would have yeah. to be. I mean, it yeah. would. You would take a few creative leaps there, though, right? Like, and it would have to be very revisionist historian. But it's odd because you and I are are more closely tethered to this event, but we have no problem with like you know these alternate future history and all these things come out. These games come out that it's like, hey, it's World War Two, but with dragons. And right. like, oh, cool. This is fun. Eight point five. Like, but then uh, something like this, we're a lot closer to. So it's harder for me to kind of separate yeah. from that. No, um, I, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. I, don't, I just don't, I'm not even sure it's about taste. I'm not, I, I really think, like you said, it's about what the fuck is the game going to be. Right. You know? right. Like, and I think we might have missed our window as well. See, I think, well, the window I think actually gets bigger, right? Because I played a game, like what you're, you're describing, I remember playing on PC when I was growing up a game that was the Titanic. It was a similar idea, right? Like, yeah. I was a time traveler or whatever. I landed on the Titanic, and I was trying to stop it, and I couldn't. Like, no yeah. matter what, I think the Titanic sinks. And so I think the further, and, like, you're talking about World War II, the further you get away from the event, the more I think you could do something with it. But, I mean, I don't know if it's some. It, I don't I, I don't want to say there will never be a game based on it, right? I could see totally, like, an indie Flight 93 game, right, of, like, trying to figure out how to stop terrorists on a sure. plane or whatever. Sure, or, I mean, the, the, I think, but I yeah. think really what you're going to see more of as we get a little bit removed from the fact is characters whose life changes based on that day, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Somebody who was in the CIA when, it, like, and I'm just talking about a cutscene beginning backstory where that was it. They let somebody through. That's why they're this hard ass anti terrorism person, and now that, they're out. That of makes net. sense. Like, yeah. uh, there's sort of like a, a referential treatment there where you're like, this is the daughter of somebody who blah blah blah. Right, right, right. It makes more sense. And I think the reason villains, yeah, right, who lost somebody there, yeah. who then are like out to stop all terrorism. You know, like World War Two and 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 World War One, they they lasted ages compared to nine eleven, which was a day. Yeah, you know, and like the all of the activity that happened. That day, separating the war, of, uh, you know, the war in Iraq and all that kind of stuff, which obviously has gone on to create its own sort of subsect of games. Um, it, it's really just a day, and it, like the Titanic's a different story because it's human error, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I'm I'm not saying like one gets a free pass over the sure, other. Sure, 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 sure. I can just sort of see where these things get pushed under what umbrellas. Like human error of the Titanic makes it sort of feel like here's a natural disaster that was going to happen no matter what because there's ice and there's a boat, and when those two things collide. There's death. Yeah. But with 9-11, it's like there were terrorists and whose fault was that? And how far back does this go? And who pissed off who? And what could have been averted and saved and stuff like that? So I don't know. I think like just a, a, a video game of you like platforming out of a fiery yeah, building yeah, yeah, is yeah, stupid. No, yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to live to see anything like that. But I'm sure we will. Like that's yeah. something I have to become okay with as I get older. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see – what good developers can do with an idea surrounding 9-11 that we haven't thought of or that we can only massage a little bit here because mm-hmm. we're not smart enough to make these games or whatever. Because I really do like the idea of, even what Greg was saying, something that if people that are affected by it later. Or, you know, what if 9-11 happens and it starts on 9-11, but then you're tasked with stopping the future event that was supposed to happen a few days later. That obviously, It's like a kind of a, you know, sure. a future history kind of thing where, you know, it never happens in real life and it never happens in the game because you stopped it in the game. Right, and stuff like right. That. Like that, that's, you know, there's all sorts of cool things that you can do about, about it. I, I I think I would be eager and anxious to see someone do something like that because I think World War II games have kind of lost touch with, well, there's not a lot of them anymore, but they, they kind of lost touch with what made them so great to begin with, which was, yeah. like, Wolfenstein was silly, obviously, and, but then, like, yeah, Metal, I remember the original Medal of Honor on PS1 was, like, such a fucking awesome game. Like, I remember loving that game, being like, this is so clever, you're showing your passport and, like, doing all these, like, weird things that you would never do in a shooter because it's not all about the violence and the grit, it's about the story. 
and uh, and and you know sure. and all the different operations from Normandy into the Netherlands into Belgium into Germany and I see I, I think there's a way to make and uh, developers have tried this over the years but I think there's a way to make that sort of like there was a unnamed attack happened in this major city and now everything is in ruins and fire and rubble and you need to escape and get out like there's a way to do that without attaching it to a real life tragedy that's sure. only you know, 13 years old. Right, right. Um, not like there's a time where it's like, it's been 20 years, make the 9-11 game. It's free, everybody Angry go. Birds, but yeah. with planes. <laughs> oh, like the, Jesus. No, I mean, because I'm I know. worried that, like, we're going I'm to... I'm sure, if we talk about that in jest and the platforming, I'm sure those games have probably been created. Sure. I'm sure if you went into Little Big Planet and searched, you'd find yep. something like that. You'd yep. find iOS knockoffs and stuff like that. Yep, totally. Yeah, and my, I was, my first thought was, like, no matter how good it is or how good the idea is, a, a major publisher wouldn't touch it because I think about Six Days in Fallujah, which sounded oh, like yeah, an awesome yeah. game just an awesome idea for a game and they and konami was like so worried about that the game was done mm-hmm. and they were like we're not putting it out and right. that game just exists somewhere and it's done right and right. they never put it out because they were afraid of the backlash but then i was thinking well you don't need a publisher anymore to make these games and you don't actually need a publisher to make these games visible you don't even need a publisher to publish on playstation platforms now sony might not want to have something to do with a 9-11 game but right there's opportunity i i think that it could be clever i think that it can be tasteless it can be whatever it wants to be um but much like some of these thoughtful World War II games, um, you know, made it seem like more than just a conflict or more than just fighting the Nazis or the Japanese, so too the, do I think that it's possible. Yeah, that I, you could I, do something cool I would with be that more all. worried that, like mo- with mo- most things video games, that media would just run out of hand with the with the, the oh, right, right, right. or just uh, mispurpose everything that's actually there. I mean, like, say you did a game like Gone Home that was sort of this just like, it, but it took place in an office and it was about two people falling in love and then at the very last scene a, a plane flew in and everyone died yeah, yeah i mean would that be touching yeah it'd be incredible but people <coughs> would just focus on the part in the end because i'm sure there was billions of little stories that happened there oh, that, yeah. that one day you know that could have been told just like that some of them true some of them not um but i i worry that we're not there as a medium yet and i think the media would just kind of latch onto the bad parts of all that sure and, and say you know they're making they're profiting off of 9-11 or the, the the game idea you had of the CAA guy is sort of just like the box coat would be like can you stop 9-11 and I mean I like the idea 9-11 but... changed his life yeah so he'll change time exactly <laughs> That's where we're going to end up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't, yeah. No, what, I think, what happens? What, what was the quote that what happened, when you take everything away from a when man? When you take everything away from a man, he'll take everything away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Clements. So, Ryan Clements classic here on podcast. Yeah. All right. All right. That was a good time. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you guys were here to weigh in. And of course. Mm, I love you both. Mm, love you too, buddy. Um, See, we can be serious. You can be. Now, let's talk about poop. No, we're not going to do that again. Okay. Cody writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. Hey, Beyond. Beyond crew, I recently watched Colin's Mega Man playthrough videos with him and Goldfarb commentating and really enjoyed them. I wondered if he would ever do it again. I want to see Colin kick more Mega Man ass. Thanks for everything you do. Beyond. Yeah, I'd love to. I didn't never did 4, 5, and 6, but, you know, 2 and 3 are the best ones, so you don't have to worry about too much about that. But, <laughs> sure. But, uh... Yeah, I want to. I absolutely want to. Those were fun to make, but I just well, Goldfarb's not going to be here anymore, so I'll have to do it with someone else. And you can educate me. you know about Mega Man. I love Mega Man. Perfect. Yeah, I, I, that would actually be perfect because the whole angle with those was Goldfarb has nothing knows knows nothing about Mega Man, so it's me explaining. But now we can actually kind of be funny and go so back. So he and forth. hadn't even played any. He didn't really play the NAS ones. Then, I don't I think so. so. No. Interesting. No. And uh, you know, it was about me schooling him about how to play these games. But did he get good? Well, no, because I was just playing them. Okay. He would just watch. 
But uh, I would I, I can't bear the thought of anyone playing Mega Man around me. It's hard. It's too hard. Uh, it's too difficult. Yeah, yeah. To watch the mistakes. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. It's like, it hurts me so. So right, right here. In Fine with a 9-11 game. You can't <laughs> deal with someone playing Mega Man in Even front of Scott, him. Even Scott, when I Scott Bromley, Scott Bromley and I, you know, Scott would always make fun of me about all, all sorts of things, but he always respected my Mega Man skills. I remember he used to sit yeah. and watch. And and, uh, and and that's like one of those things where I'm just like, I, I'm not comfortable watching this. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, but How no, often do you play through them? Like once a year. Oh, really? Yeah. You just sit down and go... Yeah, one, I'll break. I'll, I'll dust. You know, I'll break my Wii out of the fucking catacombs of my yeah. house and then and plug it in. I have them all on there, and then I'll just play them. Yeah, awesome. You know. My NES. I you know. So my family owns a beach house in near Atlantic City in New Jersey, and it, and it got fucked up during Hurricane Sandy. And I, I'm pretty sure. I'm afraid to ask, but I'm pretty sure all of my old games were there. Oh no! And they're now gone. So. Uh, so I'm like terrified to ask about it. Yeah, like yeah. my mom actually called me the other day. She's like, "Oh, your goalie equipment's okay?" Because she was like down at the house because they're knocking it down so we can build another one, and uh, you know with the insurance money or whatever that we got. And uh, I was like, "Okay, that's good." And I'm kind of waiting to hear like, I like your I like your mom's voice. Oh, yeah. everything is okay, Colin. Oh, my mom's a very positive person. <laughs> you know, she, she's great. She's handled handled that. She handled that situation, which was fucking terrifying, like a trooper. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm afraid to ask her about because I, you know, I have my NES, my SNES, my Genesis, my N64, my GameCube, my Xbox, my PS2. I, again, Ooh. all of the games, like I think we're all. Were they there. on the ground floor? With this only one story. Ah, yeah, you're in trouble. So that sucks. Um. So yeah. Anyway, I that, got I the goalie equipment survived though. Yeah. Well, that goalie equipment's <laughs> fucking tremendously expensive, but. Uh, and I probably wouldn't fit me anymore. I was either. gonna say, you're gonna sell it? You're gonna put it back on soon? <laughs> Why does it matter? I wore, I wore in college. D four so in theaters. <laughs> I wore in college, so I, I think it would still maybe fit. But anyway, I was saying that because I I, I would prefer to play on NES, but I play on Wii because I have no other choice, and sure. everything's there anyway. Um, so yeah, I play about once a year. You gotta stay sharp. Yeah, you, know, you gotta stay real, real sharp. But it comes, it all comes back. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Kevin writes in and says, first off, I want to say beyond. Beyond. I'm Beyond. an avid listener and obviously enjoy the podcast. I'm writing to get your opinion. I like having game cases for my games to display on my game shelf, but with the design of the PlayStation 4 home screen, it seems like it would be easier to just buy digitally. I would appreciate your opinion on this. Digital. Digital's the way to go. Yes. I love digital. It is for me. Yeah. Um, but something I've learned recently is that there is such a thing as digital hoarding. Like, I will buy games and then not play them. Yep. And I do it on Steam, and I do it on my Wii U, and my Xbox One, and my 360. I do, I do it on everything. Everything I have. Yeah. And I'll just download them, put them in folders, or whatever I have to do, and then they just sit there. Having a visual reminder that you have a game, like, physically in your house might be better for you mm. personally as a person. Mm. For me, I don't like the clutter, but, I mean, you're just really cluttering up something else, even if it's not actually there. Yeah, but it's not there. It's not your it's shelf. Not there. And see, sure. I, I have plenty of games on the shelf that I look at, and I'm like, ugh. How many hours of Dark Souls did I play? Not yeah. many, but there it is on the shelf staring me back. You know what I mean? Like, so what are you going to do with it? Just hold on to it forever? Pretty much, I guess. Because, I mean, I, I've, there's going to be a day where you're going to pack up your PS3 for good. Yeah. Right? Poor yeah. PS3. Yeah, poor PS3. No. Don't be – don't be. God, we had so many good times. We, we, yeah, we had a good – we had good – I played my PS3 for a million hours. So I'm, I'm not, not going to feel bad I'm about not ready it to let it go, go yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the future is for all those games, right? Because at yeah. IGN, you have, we have this policy. You don't sell back the games we get, right? Because yeah. we get a lot of games, obviously, through publishers yep. and stuff. So I have a giant collection. Yeah. I, I just never, have a tremendous amount of games. I never wanted it. I hate having – when I was growing up and I'd buy a game, when I'd get buy the next game, I'd trade it in. I didn't want the clutter. I didn't want Me the too. collection. I was the same way growing up. And so now I have this humongous collection of games and i've thought about it yeah what do i do with it do i sell it to charity do i keep it i mean yep. like am i do i just bring it back to ign maybe don't I mean, sell it to charity don't do that <laughs> is that how it works <laughs> hey uh, goodwill you want to buy these <laughs> no I, I often think about i was saying I have, trem- I have like a tremendous amount of games that i've accumulated over the years and i have my shelf's full my shelf is so full my room i think you've seen it that the yeah. games are like stacked 
like on top of yeah, each other yeah, and going yeah. all the way across. And it's like, and half of them are, you know, just sitting there. I've never played them. And mm-hmm. I think I'm, I don't Do wanna... you have any unopened ones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, I I think that eventually I'm just going to have to, you know, just give them away. And I actually try, you know, people that follow me on Twitter know I give away games all the time. Sure. Because I get, I get them and I'm like, I don't, what the fuck am I supposed to do with, I don't have time. I can't pretend like I have time to play these games. So here they are. And. And uh, so maybe we should just, you know, do that. It would be cool to have, like, you know, we, we can all put our games together one day, maybe have, like, the ultimate PS3 collection and just give it away. To sure. Like, one all thing. Of, yeah, like, all One of giant collection yeah. to rule them all, huh? Yeah. We probably, because between be- the three of us, and especially for Greg and I, for having all these PlayStation 3 games for all those years, yeah. we probably have... Almost everything. Like, like, almost, yeah, like, a lot. All right, so like, what, so, and it would be, like, the perfect collection. We, could, first do, party we stuff. could do that. Or what if we brought them all in and just gave one away every episode of Beyond? We yeah, could, that's yeah, really we cool. could do that too. Here's your co- unopened copy of Apache Helicopter. Yeah, I know. There are so many turns. Somebody, <laughs> somebody gets Last of Us. Hey, man, we else. were all broke in college once, like playing the same game for six months. I've been there. Like, well, can you imagine? Because it would just be that we have, we just have people email in every week, right? And yeah. then, like, all right, you win this week. And then the, the package just arrives. They don't know. They turn out it's truth or lies. Sure. <laughs> like, God damn it. Sure. <laughs> that would be funny. Eddie. You don't you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. We just pull it out of the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's like, it's a free bad game better than no game at all. I think it is. True. You know, yes. lots of good trophies. Well, with the exception of a few games, if you gave me Athena on NES, I'd probably, <gasps> I'd probably burn your house. Same, up. yeah. For me, it's de- Deadly Towers. Yeah, oh, Shitty Towers. Send this back. Yes, Sean, baby. <laughs> shitty Towers. Shitty Towers. Yeah, the Shitty Towers box art. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, we have, we do, we have game. a, we have a library here of games at IGN, and it's massive and it's it's full of stuff, but it's also got like a ton of redundancies, and it's weird. It's missing. There's one every time you need a game, it's like it's not there. Yeah, the good games are always gone. There's always terrible games. Like if I wanted Dead Space three, there'd probably be no copies. If but if I wanted Dead Space one, there'd probably be twelve. You want grid? It's in there. I know there's like a million grid. Hey, it's Skate one. There's like the two, DLC versions, or whatever. two versions of Force Unleashed, no versions see, of Force Unleashed 2. Yeah, you should yeah. see the uh, – I used to take care of the library before. I was like, I can't do this anymore because it's driving me crazy. You should see that Wii collection, man. Oh, my God. There's so much shit oh, yeah. on that console. Yeah. It's not even – like just gar- straight garbage. I've never Some seen trash. so much trash on I, it. I mean, I, I'm try- I was actually oh, – I was talking with Nick Scarpino, one of the producers him. here. Uh, and a, f- a fan of your work, <laughs> and um, I I've been trying to get this thing off the ground for years at IGN, and everyone was always mad about it because the headlines kind of rough. But I wanted to do a video series called "The Worst Games at IGN," where we go into the library, pluck out a bad game, sit right. down, play it, and talk about it, and do a video where we're just like, "What is this?" Because there's a couple Wii games, and I mean the the, the Nintendo Wii was for the millions it sold it was a huge trash dump for so some much of, shovelware some of the worst shovelware I've ever seen and shovelware is so bad that people there were some games people didn't even print names on the spine the spine of some Wii games is blank and you're like <laughs> what is this you pull it off the shelf and it's like oh it's Kokoto Kart Racing 2 collect all the majules in under an hour and you're like that's your game yeah, yeah. it's so good but dude. we have it it's in our library and there's nothing there's it doesn't exist for anything but a video series like this so i'd like to get it off no the I, I love that idea and i was i actually you know i was looking I, i'm privy to you know we're all are like some of the lifetime sales numbers of a lot of games and i just love scrolling through the numbers and looking at wii games yeah. and see like dude like some of these games sell like a million 1.5 2 million copies and you're like jesus christ yeah you yeah know? meanwhile Fucking Resistance 3 is sitting over there in the corner <laughs> crying somewhere, and you're playing Backyard Baseball Brawl Time 2007 on Wii. I mean, it's really nuts, right? Like, there was actually an era where everyone in the world had a Wii, or everyone in America at least had a Wii. Everyone. Every single family. And you'd walk into Toys R Us, and there'd just be this haggard shelf of trash. And someone would be like, yeah, I'll take, uh, you know, Battle Jewels. 
And they walk up to the counter, spend 30 bucks, Battle Jewels, go home, play it for a few hours. Like, this is, it's it, it blows my mind because we grew up playing classics, but we also played some bad games. Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering, like, what the what the IGN 10 years from now is going to be, or 15 years from now. These kids that grew up playing Battle Jewels and Kokoto Kart <laughs> and Sudoku I mean, they'll be 7. just like us. They'll be just like us. We all bought some bad games. We sure. talk about it all the time when on your, you know, Master System or NES yeah, yeah. that you, you ran into the crap you bought all the time. You're like, this will be great. And you're like, yeah, I own yeah, Deadly Towers it. and I owned Athena. Those are, like, the two yeah, worst too. NES I games. I got them as gifts. Oh, they're the worst. And when you're a kid and you got an NES game as a gift, you might not have gotten another game for like five months. Yeah, exactly. You got to go to school and tell people, "Oh man, you got to borrow Deadly Towers. It's amazing." Well, what do you got for me? Super Mario Three? Yeah, I'll take that. And then you would never give it back. <laughs> Write your name on it. Like little, like oh, a little yeah, piece the, of N- shit. the NES trades were so great too. I oh remember. my god! I remember the laws. You, if if I borrowed a game from you. And I lent that game to Greg. You were legally allowed to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the bylaws in yeah. the 1980s. Uh, yeah, just that's how we experienced so many games back in the yeah, day. Was yeah. well, we owned you know 20, 25 NES games, but mm-hmm. you like you 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 know. I remember one of my favorite games, Baseball Stars. A lot of people don't talk about that game. It's an SNK game. Super, super, super deep on the NES. Have you ever played this? Yeah, you like of course. paid your players and had stats, and it was like an unbelievably deep game. It had mm-hmm. seasons and it saved it on a battery. They did like, steroids. Yeah, they, they did. Oh, they could <laughs> Seiko was in there. Oh my god, it was amazing. That game is still, and my friend, my neighbor had it, and I just would take that game from him all the time. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't find it, and that game was so good. I couldn't believe how far ahead of its time that game was. Yeah. Because remember, when we used to play, I don't know if you guys, I used to do this. When I used to play NHL 93 or 94 on SNES, yeah. I would pick a team, usually like the Islanders, and then I would make an 82-game schedule on a piece of paper. And I would have all me and my, my brother team, did this too. All my team statistics and the standings. I did for it with the, the I did it with the Devils. I did the same thing. I used the out of town scores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like you know, you just there was just a random out of town scores, and I'd use them and like get, and then I'd have this, and I'd make my own. We season. did. We did it with the um, with like all the wrestling games too. We'd be oh, like, yeah. oh, tonight the real yep. Royal Rumble's on, so we're gonna recreate the main event with all six characters in this game. Right. It's so good. Yeah, it's... we. I had, no, I had scribblings of a madman for wrestling games like yeah. before WWF Attitude came out, and that was like where you could build your own pay per view for the yep. first time. Yep. I had just notebooks filled with matches we wanted to do and storylines we were doing and how belts would trade and what this would be called. Dude, when you could the first time they let you like make your own characters in those types of games, mm. it was over. Yeah. It was like I'm making everyone in the WWF, making everyone in the NHL, like every single Devils player was all on my team. Like, It was so funny yeah. too because in like 94, 95 in the NHL, you could trick the system into like trading any player you wanted. So you could just stack like all your players on like the Ottawa Senators mm-hmm. and make them like much better than everyone else. Yep. But I remember being disappointed, like probably disappointed when nine, I think NHL 96 came out and it had like in-season stuff. I'm like, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, and yeah, I kind of yeah. liked it. Yeah. It's the same thing with fantasy sports. Did you guys play fantasy sports as a kid at all? No. Mm-hmm. I used to play fantasy baseball with my friends in like the early '90s, and we would, op- you know, on Long Island, we would at, like it was the summer. We would go into Newsday every fucking day, like during breakfast, and write down all of the stats from the box scores yep. of the players we had. And we had to do it manually. Yeah, no. And thanks. like, and people like take that for granted. Like fantasy sports have existed forever. But like everyone always thinks it's like Yahoo and CBS Sports. Stuff. I was like, no, motherfuckers used to do that. Yeah, now they just email tables. you everything. You're yeah. on the train with one fat hand. But it's almost not fun. Yeah. I, remember, I remember like you didn't like you know it's like oh the Rockies played the Cardinals and I I'm a Yankee fan. I don't give a shit about this game. But it's like oh like Andres Galarraga <laughs> hit a home run. You know, and like write that shit down. It was awesome. Uh, that's a tangent. Golden Sorry. age. No, it was good though. That's what we're, that's what mm-hmm. podcast beyond's all about. Mm-hmm. Every Tuesday here on IGN.com. Uh, Matt writes in and says, "I just bought a PlayStation 4 after having an Xbox 360 for about five years, so I've missed out on all the great PS3 and Vita exclusives. You've missed out on literally everything. That's when on PlayStation, PlayStation now launches, 
Which PS3 and Vita game should I play first? AAA and indie. Jesus. Keep in mind that Vita games aren't going straight to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Or now, sorry, PlayStation, PlayStation now. Yeah. So what PlayStation 3 games, if in a perfect world, PlayStation Now launches, has everything PlayStation oh 3 God. on it? Where do you start? I guess you start with the Uncharted trilogy, right? Yeah, I would, I would so? say that too. Do you want to just jump to Last of Us? He hasn't played Last of Us. It's still a hot button issue. I think you have to, I think that's a game, see, I think that's a special game to PlayStation fans because it's a game we had to work up to. Sure. Right? I, I like that. I like that. Like, The Last of Us is, puts such a nice little, you know, a nice little, you know, period on PlayStation 3. A cherry on the top. It's a great bookend. It's yeah. a great bookend of the PlayStation Yeah, like, I feel like you should play that last. Okay. I feel like you got to get in the, you start with all Uncharted. the first party shit first, you okay. know, like the other stuff. Yeah, I, I, I really like that. I, I like the idea of getting uh, getting done with all three Uncharted games and then playing The Last of Us. Because I think that's the reason I really appreciated it was because totally it grow. felt so different than yeah. anything they'd done before that. Um, and when it did get campy in like very few succinct moments, it was kind of a throwback to the Uncharted stuff. Um, that being said, it's it's playing Uncharted 1 is only... You would only do it just to see how far Uncharted two and three came because I don't I think Uncharted one's the one that doesn't really hold up, but it's weird to just kind of jump in on two. Yeah, you should play. You gotta play it. Yeah, you gotta play it, and it's short, right? It's only like six or eight hours. It's the shortest one. Yeah, yeah I'd probably. I'd say eight to ten. Yeah, right? eight to by ten the end when you're one. you're lobbing grenades with the motion, it's just. Oh yeah, you gotta yeah, shut God, that off. God, the motion shut crap. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, yeah, I would start. And you gotta, you know, there's just I, we do the top twenty five PS three games every year. Yeah. yeah, just go to that list. You can Google it. I'm tossing out. Ratchet and Clank, Crack sure. and Time. Crack and Time, yeah. sure. The, infamous, the best Ratchet game. One and two also. Oh, right, for yeah, sure. Yeah, the infamous games. I would say the Resistance Trilogy is a great great shooters if you want exclusive shooters. Pixel Junk Monsters, if you mix, you, yeah, you miss totally. Pixel Junk Monsters, totally. every iteration of it. No. Stardust, Shatter. Oh, yeah, Shatter. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to be. I mean, this is so hard because you've yeah. missed it. You my, literally my brain's missed like every, racking through 10 you've, years You've missed right everything. Now. You've missed everything. That's yeah. why there don't is. Don't play Metal Gear Solid 4. Don't play it? Yeah. <laughs> That's why there's a top 25 yeah, PlayStation 3 list on IGN. Yeah. Go yeah, Google that. that. Jump on that. Speaking of Naughty Dog and Uncharted, I'm going to cough. <laughs> it's a great show. Um, Allie writes in and says, Beyond, everyone. Beyond. Beyond. It just caught my mind. What if the next Uncharted game will be focused on Sir Francis Drake? I think there's a possibility we could actually play as Nathan's ancestor, maybe for one chapter, because he was knighted by the queen in 1581 and died in 1596, which makes 15 years from his knighthood and explains in the teaser video what the person is talking about when he says he suffered for 15 years in a hole. Yep. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, three years ago I would have said you're crazy. This is stupid. You're after, get out of here. Get out of here, you crazy man. But after the uh, the the young Nathan Drake scene in Uncharted Three, then right. I'm like, yep, they can do whatever they want. Spoilers this, for that guy who didn't play yeah any PlayStation games. Yet. He yeah, dies well. as a kid. You got you got you got to, you got to know when he comes back. Yeah, Sully brings him back with some voodoo magic with a tomb. Marlo's voodoo magic. Marlo's <laughs> voodoo Marlo's magic. magic. <laughs> Finally explains Available how Talbot's able to disappear so much. That's the Wii spit off. <laughs> this is something that's been kicked around for a while. We've been before we even knew about Uncharted PS4, Colin. Mm. We discovered this pirate business. Sure. You remember this? This last of us documentary. Yep. Screen cap. We broke that pirate mm. thing in the background. Yep. Thanks to a fan like yourself. Yep. Ollie. Um, so there's been talk of maybe the entire game would be set in Sir Francis Drake time or no, Pirate Times no, or whatever. No, 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 no. I, I don't think so either. Not but do, I think the likelihood of jumping back to Sir Francis Drake isn't a bad idea. No, it's cool. They got to tie it together in some way, right? Like they do with some cursory stuff like mm -hmm. the archaeological evidence and his ring, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. But we never see OG Drake. Yeah. And no. maybe maybe it's time to see him. Maybe it's time to see him, th you know, set the seed. I thought we found out that they weren't really 
Wasn't there some? Well, like... the, yeah, you know, he's an orphan. His mm. name's not really Drake. Yeah, yeah, but he's still like that's still like. I don't know. Family's kind of what you choose, right? That's kind of sure. the story there, right? Sure. That, you know, he chooses Sully to be kind of his father figure. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. No, I would love to see that. I would absolutely love to see that. Yeah, Especially cool. if it if they did it the way they did the scene in Uncharted 3, where all of a sudden it just happens. Right. It, there's no, like, it. that was the best part about that was not knowing it was coming mm-hmm. and then playing mm-hmm. it and being like, wow, this is incredible. Like, yeah, I being think unexpected. If, yeah, like you finish a chapter in Uncharted 4 and all of a sudden it's like 100 years ago or whatever it was. Right. Um yeah, I agree. It's the same way I felt about the beginning of The Last of Us. So like, no, and Naughty Dog's really good at keeping secrets. <laughs> yeah. So if that's something like that's in the game, we won't know until we play it. Um, but I hope so. Yeah. We'll change it up a little bit. God, yeah. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to know more about it, but not know too much. I'm a jerk. Tell me something. Don't give it to me all. We're in a tough spot for that. Yeah. For a, it's, it's a very uh, elite problem to have. But sure. when you try to go to a media blackout and you work for the world's biggest video game site, kind of difficult. It's trouble. Not a big fan. We have another Uncharted question. Can you believe it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Joe Wilcock writes in and says, Hi, I'm Joe Wilcock from England, and I own a PlayStation 3, PS4, and Vita. I was just wondering if Uncharted Golden Abyss is a good representation of the franchise. I've played through Golden Abyss and was not a fan, but 1, 2, and 3 have such high ratings. Is it likely that I won't enjoy the other Uncharted because of my opinions on Golden Abyss, or is it a case of Assassin's Creed where I thoroughly enjoyed the series except Liberation? So wait, what's the question? He he played Golden Abyss. Okay. Not a big fan. Right. So now he's like, is Golden Abyss what Uncharted is? Should I not? Should I or should I go out and try the other Uncharted? So he hasn't played the console one. He has not played the PS3 uh, versions of Uncharted. That's, a, that's pretty extraordinary because he sounds like a play like a pretty big PlayStation fan. Yeah. If he owns all three pieces of hardware. Yeah. Right. No, you have those are the, some of the best games on the console. I, I think I think so. Among Thieves is very similar to Drake's Fortune, right? Sure. I think I actually yeah. think it's maybe better than Drake's Fortune. In some ways, Drake's Fortune is the original, though. So, mm-hmm. but I, I, so you're be, saying, I, yeah, two is be, better than one, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah and then yeah. three is better than two, right? No one but agrees, but the with Vita that. one's better than one, right? Exactly, yes, yes. I and, totally agree with you there. And I think that, uh, th- there must plays. I, I would be really surprised if you didn't, if you I played mean, two and three and didn't like them. For me, it's what didn't he like about Golden Abyss? Sadly, Joe Wilcock from England doesn't go into this, is mm-hmm. my thing. If he thought it was too long. There's way more chapters in Golden. Golden Abyss felt like it's it was it was game. going on it was long. Really long. So yeah. that was part of it. Obviously, the mechanics are different. They've been boiled down a bit to make the Vita work. So I mean, there's not obviously the tracing crap or the the rub charcoal rubbings and stuff. Yeah. So if that's what you didn't like, then that's not there. I think when I think of the Uncharted PS3 games, right? I think of like fast-paced, pulpy action, yep. right? Cool. Yep. Here's the story. Now we're running. We're doing this. We're smiling the whole time. Whereas Uncharted Golden Abyss, I liked. I reviewed it. And I thought it was a little bit longer, though. And it was, it, you were spending more time in environments as Nathan Drake. It felt like it was slower paced. So, I mean, if that's his problem. Yeah. Well, when I, I do the same thing. When I think about Uncharted 2 and 3, uh, they sort of – there's this awesome ball of uh, everything that melts kind of together that's like this is balls out action, crazy set pieces. They, they're they paced incredibly well. Uh, they're exceptionally fun and they're huge. And there's train crashings and yeah, there's yeah. planes and you're hanging from things and big explosions. And then – on the Vita, I'm like, I'm hunched over, I'm looking at a little screen, and I'm scraping it of right. dirt off of a tablet that I found in the woods. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. It's fine. But you're missing, you're getting just a, a tiny version of, you know, it's like the airplane. It wasn't as epic as yeah. Uncharted. It's, it's PS3. the airplane vo- food version of like your the best meal you could have at a steakhouse. You yeah. know, like it's, they're, it's the Uncharted games, two and three especially, are some of the most exceptional video games ever made. Like they're one of those things that, it, there's a reason they ran those commercials where people were sitting on the couch next to people playing them being like, he's watching a movie. Yeah, know? yeah. Because they're, they're really just, they're that wonderful. I think you need to experience them. And they're cheap. 
they're they're dirt cheap. Yeah, they you buy the whole trilogy, you know, in one box now, right? Something like that. Yeah, or, they, they have all, no, no, they do, they do. Yeah, and you can download them for sure. All right, Colin, mm. we have one question left. Mm. You get to pick it based okay. solely on what I say here. Okay. We have one that's about Warhawk Day. We have one about Mega Man. We have one about <laughs> Polyphony Digital. Oh wait, not the Mega Man one. The Mega Man one's already been asked. I, I forgot say, to cross that's, it out. That's, yeah, that's so cheating. Warhawk Day, Polyphony Digital. Or quick fire for just you and I because they didn't put in a guest question. Polyphony Digital. Polyphony Digital. Hello, Greg, Colin, and Goldfizzle. Rest in peace. <laughs> My name is Jared, and I have a few questions for you guys. And then he just has one question. Do you think we'll see a new IP ever from Polyphony Digital? These are, of course, Gran Turismo guys. Yes. You they, think, will they always do Gran Turismo? Will they do something different one day? Gran Turismo is their third IP. So based on, you know, they, they've not only done Gran Turismo. They did, what, those Grand Prix tune kart racers on PS1, and they did... Taurus Trophy, the PS2 motorcycle game. Um, Yes, they will. And I think GT6 is selling softly. So, um, And there's some internal competition now between Evolution and Polyphony in terms of realistic racers with Drive Club. I can't – man, I I can't put Drive Club down. So so good. I think – I got a feeling that Drive Club's – it's not going to be big here necessarily. and It's not going to, like, set the world on fire. But that's probably going to be a pretty big game. You think so? Yeah, Uh, especially in Europe. And uh, I could actually go for the crew. The crew, yeah, yeah. me too. Where, yeah. When's the crew get? Yes, out? that's how I want. I don't know, but yes, will you see a new a new IP from Polyphony? Yes, you will. Will you? Will it not be in the racing genre? I doubt it because that's their. I doubt it. That's their. That's their pedigree, you know. And they make the best racing games in the world. So, and I'm not a racing game fan, but like they're, you know, the sales speak for themselves on Gran Turismo. It's not only one game. It's, it's up until GT6, they were all selling. You know, GT5 is the best selling PS3 game. Of all time. So, what's their next game? Do you think it's a new IP or is it GT? I think PS4? their next game is going to be Gran Turismo on PS4. I think it's going to be a platform. I think it's going to be you know like a thing you down like Little Big Planet Hub is supposed to be this thing for Little Big Planet on PS3 where it's more of a service. I think that Gran Turismo is begging to be a service where you pay a subscription. And you, yeah. So I think that's what they're going to do. But as far as their next game, I wouldn't be super surprised if they return a Taurus trophy, and I wouldn't be super surprised if they bust something else out. But they're I, a racing studio. You know? I think it's going to be a racing game starring people, <laughs> and it will be about jogging. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be about jogging. Starring There's... some of the most realistic-looking men and women you've ever seen in your entire life. Interesting. Yeah, they, they know how to do that. Yeah. Will there be I, damage? If they fall down, will they skin their knees? They, runners poop themselves after Jeez. long runs sometimes. That does happen in real life. Yeah. It happens in real life. I don't know because I don't do it. We don't do that. Come on. Yeah. Come Run on. to the store and buy food. You come back and you just talk about making pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond, episode 327. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember that Podcast Beyond posts as an MP3 every Tuesday. Then Wednesday, the video version goes up on your PlayStation 4 app. That's got the IGN thing, the IGN PlayStation 4 app, uh, IGN.com, and YouTube. If you like us, make sure you share us with our friends. Make sure you keep coming back. Remember that we love doing the podcast, but IGN.com keeps the mics on. So go there, read the articles, watch the videos, download the IGN app for your PlayStation 4. Then keep up with us on Twitter, IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. My big friend here. Thanks. He's my big fat friend. <laughs> big fat friend. Brian Altano is Agent <laughs> Bizzle. I don't have to say Goldfarb's name pretty no. soon. One more time and then I'm done forever. R.I.P. R.I.P. May you rest in peace. Every Podcast Beyond ends with a song in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today's song comes from Sam B., not the rapper from Dead Island, sadly. Sam Bishop. No, oh not God. Sam Bishop either. Uh, Sam says, so I started this little project that I call Sam and his 8-Bit Life, where I use old 8-Bit chiptune style synths like the old NES day. Synths? Synthesis is what it means. So. Synth. 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 Actually, synth. synth. No, you said it right. Synths. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Sorry, I'm not a music guy. It's okay. But then, at a modern feel, and I sing about video games that mean a lot to me and have changed my life. This song I have attached is simply called 8-Bit Life and is about video games in general, with references to quite a few games, such as Zelda, Mario, and Minecraft. I have a couple more songs with lyrics and free downloads on my Facebook SoundCloud. That is facebook.com slash Sam and his 8-Bit Life. Put the numeral 8 in there. And then soundcloud.com slash Sam and his 8-Bit Life. That's easy. Sam, thank you so much for submitting. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, submit your questions at beyond at IGN.com. And then, just like this, songs you own. Don't just send me Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. <laughs> songs you made. We want to play at the end of... <laughs> they were on the Super Bowl. Oh, they were killing it. They didn't, oh. Did you read the story about how they did not plug in their guitars? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Yep. Not we had plugged in, and they were not like magical wireless guitars. Nothing there. Just playing along oh, with that's the lame. air. Because why? I mean, uh, I think someone was talking about that, because they are... Wi- yeah. like, Ty asked about it. Yeah, like they use wireless... You know, big bands use wireless. Yeah. Sure. You know, guitars yeah, it's and 2014. Bases. Come on. Yeah, but uh, so I didn't know. So they were just because yep. the vocals were live. Just the drum free, free ball on it. That's what they do. Yep. Thanks everybody for listening. Here is 8 Bit Life. Beyond. 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 <laughs> 